0: What are you up to, Dominic?
1: Just eating some caramel corn.
0: Oh, is that for our National Podcast Day party?
1: Um, no, it's actually a National Caramel corn day.
0: I thought it was National Podcast Day.
1: No, you're mistaken.
0: Darn it. Alright, well this is National Podcast Day, a podcast about national days. This is our first episode. Today is Monday, April sixth, also known as National Caramel Corn Day. I'm your host, Nicole. And
1: I am your other host, Dominic.
0: We're going to start with a very important announcement that Dominic would like to make.
1: Um, so caramel versus caramel. Caramel is the correct way to pronounce it. We have done some heavy research and we have concluded that our assumption is correct and caramel is a terrible way to pronounce it.
0: And what's going to happen to people who say caramel?
1: Oh, they've already been reported to the
0: authorities.
1: It's a minimum of five years of prison.
0: Okay, now that we have that incredibly important announcement out of the way, we're going to go over the history of Carmel Corn, just briefly. So, Carmel Corn dates back to around the 1870s when brothers Fred and Louis Ruckheim came to Chicago, I think from Germany. And they created a very popular... uh, I don't know if you'd call it dish, concoction. (laughs) That was popcorn, molasses, and peanuts. And they served it at their popcorn store in Chicago from, it seems like the 1870s on. It's the
1: Chicago World's Fair.
0: And then, exactly, in 1893, the Chicago World's Fair happened and they introduced caramel corn. There's a big unveiling. And people generally liked it, but it wasn't as popular as they thought it would be. Do you remember why?
1: Um, because it gets all sticky and people don't like it for that reason.
0: Yeah, they found it to be sticky on the fingers and hands. So they switched the recipe a little bit and they changed it from molasses to a more sugary caramel. And I guess it became less sticky and people liked it more. So something I think that's surprising in that is that I think of popcorn stores as sort of like the epitome of just like a rich people thing that neighborhoods don't need. So whenever a popcorn store comes into a neighborhood, I'm like, what's going on here? Do we need this? But it turns out popcorn stores have been around. For
1: uh, forever. Yeah, a
0: really long time. So I don't know who was going to the popcorn stores then. Any ideas?
1: Everyone or just the rich people?
0: I don't know. That's a question for a different time. So also in doing some research, I went to popcornforthepeople.com. Not a sponsor of this podcast. An Um, actual website, too. Yeah, but you can visit popcornforthepeople.com if you can manage to spell all those words with your little fingers. And um, on there, they talked about how the term crackerjack didn't come out until 1897. So after the World's Fair. And what happened apparently was someone came to the store, tried caramel corn, and said, that's a crackerjack And Cracker Jack apparently means something of great quality, or at least that's what it used to mean.
1: Outdated terms.
0: Yeah. Dominic, do you want to try to use Cracker Jack in a sentence just to show people what it means?
1: That's a Cracker Jack of a dog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would a a Cracker Jack of a dog look like?
1: I don't know. Just a cute dog or something. A dog with a good personality.
0: That's the only thing that matters. We could name a dog Cracker Jack, especially Mm -hmm. if it were caramel in color.
1: Would it like crackers, though? I don't
0: know. So, I was curious if there were any Guinness World Records around Carmel corn and what i found out was that there's a guy named ashrita Furman. people who are familiar with guinness world records perhaps have heard of him because he's the guy who has set the most world records he has the record for the most world records in addition to holding of course a lot of world records and in 2017 he set out to accomplish two different halloween related world records apparently one wouldn't be enough for that year so on october 23rd 2017 He not only set the record for smashing pumpkins, I don't remember how many it was, but he also set the record for most pieces of caramel corn caught in his mouth within a minute. Dominic, I want you to guess how many pieces of caramel corn could be caught in someone's mouth in a minute.
1: I don't know. I'm not good with this estimate, but I'm probably going to say around 100?
0: Well, that'd be more than one per second. It's somebody throwing it into his mouth.
1: Yeah, so
0: then probably like 50. That's a pretty good guess. It's 37.
1: I don't know what I was thinking with 100.
0: (laughs) Well, that would be... Maybe you can break it. Someone's just
1: pouring it into his mouth with a bucket.
0: Yeah, this isn't the record for most caramel corn poured into someone's mouth from a bucket Mm -hmm. in a minute. (laughs) It's the record for most pieces of caramel corn caught in someone's mouth. Okay, well, we made caramel corn for this episode. And it was not as successful as I would have hoped. It got slightly burned. There was a brief period where it smelled really good before it burned, and there's kind of a period where you eat it where it tastes okay, and then it starts not tasting as good. It,
1: it like, leaves a burnt taste in your mouth.
0: Yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to share on Caramel Corn? Um, no, I don't think so. So this has been National Podcast Day, a new podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can get this podcast where, Dominic? Um,
1: on the iTunes store. And wherever you order your caramel corn.
0: All right. We'll see you soon. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back, so just... Uh, root
1: for the home (laughs) team.
0: If they don't win, it's a shame. It's one, two, three, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Have you ever been to a baseball game? Like twice. <laughs>